The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Hey guys, you're listening to That's Mint on Fresh FM, broadcasting across the top of the south on 104.8 Nelson Tasman, 107.2 Nelson CBD, 88.9 Blenheim and 95.0 Eastern Golden Bay and streaming to the planet on freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app. Welcome back to another little episode with That's Mint. This time it's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> we have someone being interviewed. So we are interviewing Norma Sakera today. She is a community navigator for Victory Community Centre. Hi, hello. Someone very important to our community who works with migrants. Yeah, to many communities. Yeah, many yeah. communities. And I'm Imogen Maya. And I'm Esther Rivas from Multicultural Youth Nelson Tasman. And I am Chia Nagahama Sakera. So... First question for today, can you describe your background and experience in working with migrant and refugee communities? Um, thank you for the invitation and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, yes, I have been working with refugees for, since 2017 wow. when I was I started to work as an interpreter, I'm uh, a Spanish interpreter. Then I started, uh, I worked with the Red Cross Settlement uh, Program for Refugees in Nelson for three years. I was a caseworker for the Spanish-speaker refugees that they are from Colombia. And also I was working with other uh, ethnicities like the Cayan community, Cayan ethnicities. And now, in 2021, uh, I moved to uh, a new role, and it's the, the one that I'm doing currently. is a community navigator. I work on Victory Community Cent- in Victory Community Center, and this role is, um, is a, a, a thing that, I don't know how to explain, but it's an organization or agency that is supported mm-hmm. by Multicultural Center, a Victory Community Center, and English Language Partner. That's amazing. Wow. Um, and the next question is, what made, m- motivated you to become a community navigator? Okay. Um, I'm, my background in studies, I have a degree in political science and history. But uh, I studied, um, I did a, a master's degree in Japan about social development mm, or amazing. international development. Then I was uh, 20 years or 25 years ago when I studied that, the refugees wasn't a real thing. So there they were refugees, but not in the amount of people that we have ha- right. now. So there they was something... Like we knew there were refugees around the world, but no, now we have now 300 million people uh, as refugees around the world. Wow, that's an um, insane number. Yes, it's a huge number, and no, not all of them receive the support from agencies or from organizations, international organizations, to be refugees. So I. I love to work with communities, and when I was in Japan, that was one thing that I was doing and supporting. One thing that I studied was support uh, communities to get 
better and empower to them to uh, have community projects that help the, especially women and children. But now, uh, when now in, the, in the 2000s, everything changed. So the people are not living in their own countries. They have to leave their country to to survive. survive yeah. And so I found like a, this is this is now the thing, you know. And we need to help these people because they don't have support. So uh, obviously, uh, the refugees that we receive here in New Zealand uh, are the are very um, fortunate to have the opportunity to live yes. in a country like New Zealand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard for for many others, millions that are not uh, receiving uh, that, that support. Yeah. But I I love that. So I something that I always was doing support people communities in many ways and now I can do in that way so a community navigator is a good a good amazing role <laughs> <Very good. laughs> yeah. have you like always like is it something you've always been passionate about yes I always like to work with people and um, I, I, I could be in another position in my yeah. life you know I I would love to be a researcher and I was something that I was doing for many years but researching has no meaning if you don't have contact with people. Yeah. You know? So that's right. then I realized that the best way to produce something that people can in the future read and use uh, for learning, I mean to learn from, is through my experience or the experience of anyone that can do something better for others and then write about that. Yeah. So I think that, that that's that's the key. And and I love to support people, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of amazing, like, how many people, if you think back, you must have, like, helped and, like, touched. Like, mm-hmm. they're always going to m- remember you in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, like, incredible. Because they come here, they're quite vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. yeah, to see you, especially you, you with your own life experiences, you can definitely connect. Yeah, like, someone that they can relate to on a personal level, I think, is, like, so important, and it's, like, an incredible thing that you're doing. Yes, I think the most important thing when you want to help um, communities, any community, uh, could be refugees, migrants, could be disabled people, could be any Mm -hmm. vulnerable community, is respect them and listen to them and validate their, yeah. their life yes. you know, I their, feel like experience. people can always help people but it doesn't matter if there's not that like respect yeah it's more like having empathy rather than sympathy for them yes yeah. very much so I don't want your help if you're just doing it purely on sympathy you know? yeah because I look down on you and I feel sorry for you yeah, like being yeah. because you're less than me it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think that that's the main thing you know when you work with people it, the idea is to listen and understand what they want mm. and what they are looking, what they are asking for support. Yeah. And know that you are going to give le- lessons to them and say, look, actually you have to do this and this and this yeah. because that's not no no the way to yeah, help. They don't want they don't want to the, listen to that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you've got to be quite a strong person to have to yes. do that kind of a job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what were the most significant challenges that migrants and former refugees face when trying to integrate into a new country or community that you would that you saw? Yeah, I think that obviously 
in, let's talk about the case in New Zealand, but yeah. I think mm. the main mm. the main problem is the communication, is the language. I yes. mean, they yeah. don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. the, the, it's very hard to 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 try to uh, push people, and it's something that some people here in Nelson cannot understand. They say, oh, you have been living here for five years and you still yes, can't speak English. Yes, they always think you would adapt, like, Yeah, but so it's quick. not like this. I mean, if you bring people that are so vulnerable, some of them have uh, a significant amount of trauma and yes. terrible experience in their brain. Mm -hmm. The last thing that they want is to so, learn a, yeah. a language, you know. They yeah. are trying to, trying to pass that past the trauma or trying to do something different and then we are pushing them to be uh, amazing uh, English speakers or whatever that, yeah. that's impossible I think that the main thing is language but the other thing that is very difficult for them is the um, weather Mm. <laughs> um, the because they normally came from places that in general are tropical countries mm -hmm. or um, very hot places, so yeah. they struggle a lot with the weather because uh, they never have winter. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah you probably can. And, or they never have uh, summers. Mm, you know, yeah. they were yeah. living in very cold places. And that's something that is very difficult for, for uh, them. And the fact that here we don't have probably all the product of food that they used to eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the change of the, the diet is a big problem for them because that really affect the the health. Yeah. yeah. So there are many things that uh, are hard, difficult for them. But you need to remember that these people are very resilient. So they, yeah, they, they are. are refugees they are resilient, and, and and I think that they will adapt to anything that they have to adapt because they has been living very difficult situation before come here. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was interesting what you said about the languages. I was having a conversation with a teacher at our school and they were saying how none of the girls are like doing their English homework um, to teach them English and they're like not trying in their like English languages exams. And I was kind of going, well, yes, but also there's like that kind of thing where learning English is also kind of, in a way, dropping your language, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you're losing that connection with your own home by learning this new language. Like, you're already here. You're already learning the language every day when you go to the supermarket or you go out. Why can you not keep connecting to your own language? Yeah, there's, like, a so part of you that would probably just want to hold that. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, and I feel like that's an issue with many communities, isn't it? That they start losing their own language because... They're being forced to They're speak English. They're being pressured into speaking English. And I mean, um, that's like such a backwards way of thinking that I feel like people don't acknowledge that that still happens yeah. because like within history, that's always been the case. Minority groups being told that they have to speak a language, being like having their own language taken away from them, but it still happens. It's just disguised in a different way of like helping someone instead. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very difficult for them the fact that I mean, if you if you see or you think about uh, people that studying in your school, they probably have the fact that it's difficult for them to be at home talking in a different language, then go to the school in a different language. So they 
there is a moment in their life that they don't speak any language. Yeah. It's half and yeah. half. And as it's very hard because they don't want to be different to the people that is around them, mm. but they also don't want to be different to their families. So it's it's very difficult for for them to adapt to all the changes. And it's very hard when some teachers, some professors, they uh, complain about that. It's, yeah, I mean, it, and it's it's very hard. Um, I I I did a I had a workshop like a, a month ago. Um, because people always make this type of comment. Oh, you cannot speak English. Oh, you cannot read English. Okay, and yeah. I say okay. Let me. I the way that I started the workshop that we started because we was a team of people working was giving. After the karakia, we give the, to everyone, we, we pass uh, forms, yeah. you know, like any form that you fill. And we did in Burmese language. So we all was written in a different language, completely yeah. different. Uh, the whole group of people were like 40 people. They were in shock. And I said, okay, fill the form, fill in the form and write your name and your gender and everything. They couldn't do anything. So I say, okay, that's the same situation. That's the same for us, all of us here. Yeah. You know, is we cannot speak the language, we cannot read the language. So, and uh, you have to be a little bit more empathetic with yeah. us, you know, the, and be more uh, supportive because it's difficult, especially for those communities or those ethnicities that have a different system. Yeah, that's what I was going to gonna write, say. Like, yeah. if you're using a system with different characters, like. Yeah. Arabic, Japanese, most Asian cultures. Yeah. Um, Spanish, we still have the same letters, like the same characters. Alphabet. Yeah. yeah, the alphabet's still the same, and you can kind of understand it by looking at it. But, but if it's a whole different yeah, system. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting languages. Like, I went to school primarily in an international school where like in a class of 25 maybe 10 couldn't speak English so like being here there's always there's like a couple of kids in my class that can't speak English and I find it interesting how like the teachers and the other kids react to this they kind of just leave them in the corner to just sit there whereas I'm used to like working my butt off until they understand, you know? I'm used to just, like, sitting in a corner with them and going it over and over again because that's what we've always done. That's how I was raised within that school environment. So, yeah. Yeah, I think here they don't really acknowledge the students um, that have that language issue. They just kind of leave them in the back. Like, occasionally Mm. they'll have, like, translators come in, but there are many times where I will be sitting in class and there will be a student in the back that doesn't understand anything. Always, yeah. An international student, a former refugee, or even just a normal everyday student that's just moved to New Zealand. But they don't put in that extra like effort to help them understand. Yeah, it's come to a point where I'm like almost losing like school time and work due to like sitting there and helping these students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, the schools are doing their best to to support them um what what i'd really ask is for many teachers or professors is just be patient you know um there are people that learn very fast we have people that 
speak English in can speak English yeah. in four months, but there are others that know, and we don't know what is happening in their life. Mm -hmm. So, and probably the language will be not a priority. Mm -hmm. Probably the language become a big uh, obstacle for them, you know, because they don't want to adapt to this. Or we we don't know what is happening. So everyone is different, that, and that's what I think is very important when we work with refugees: is respect their time and their, their circumstances. I think there's this one line from my favorite show, Modern Family, and Gloria, um, this woman who is from Colombia, but she's living in America, she goes like, do you know how smart I am in Spanish? And it's like, she has problems with English, but we just, we don't know how intellectual she can be in her first language. Exactly. Which I think happens in school in here. People underestimate these students who come here. They know a whole other language, and then they're learning English, which is pretty good. Yeah. And they just, yeah, they don't have the, they don't acknowledge it. Yeah, they, like, assume that because they can't pronounce things properly, they're dumb. And it's like, well, actually, no, they're probably a thousand times smarter yeah. than you. You can only speak English, like. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes, that's the problem. Okay, so I reckon we'll take a little break, put some music on. Um, the song we're going to be playing for you today is Feliz, which means happy in Spanish. It's by Gente de Zona. Gente de Zona Feliz El monarca ¿Qué está pasando? Que la gente se levanta criticando Y sin conocerte andan comentando Y por un like cualquiera sale hablando ¿Qué está pasando? Todo el mundo quiere fama Y te hacen un like desde la cama Como Becky, Nati, sin pijama Por eso voy a hacer lo que yo quiero Lo que me dé la gana Hoy me levanté feliz, feliz, feliz Y si preguntan por mí, por mí Dile que yo no hablo mal de nadie Claro que no, baby Somos mundiales Gente de eso 
volviendo loco Y si a nadie le importa a mí tampoco Hoy me levanté feliz, feliz, feliz Y si pregunta por mí, por mí Dile que yo no hablo mal de nadie Y que la vida la vivo a mi aire Como un baile <risa> Demasiado Y esta no te la sabía Demasiado para ti Dile que no va a llorar por nadie. Por nadie. <risa> en mi vida la vivo a mi aire. Feliz. Como dos mailes. Feliz. Welcome back. You're listening to That's Men on Fresh FM, and today we're interviewing Norma. So, Norma, how do you collaborate with other community organizations and agencies to provide comprehensive support to your clients? Yeah. So the community navigator role is, as it sounds like, navigating yeah. people, you know. So my work depends a lot of other agencies. So we exchange uh, the work or we work in a kind of collaboration uh, with others. So for example, um, I, if I have a client that have a problem uh, with I don't know, work and income because mm -hmm. they need to fill a form or something. I can refer them or I can go with them to work and income and they Other. already can book interpreters to communicate or we support them. So there are many ways that we work with other agencies. And the key of this work is exactly that. It's not for me doing everything. It's working with uh, agencies that support refugees. Also educate those agencies about the support. I mean, it's not this. One thing that's very important is that a person that need to pay tax in New Zealand uh, find that very normal and common. So okay, tax we have to pay tax yeah. for a refugee. It's something that he never or she never did before in their life. So for them, when somebody say okay. Uh, you, if they decide to work, um, you're going to get $20 per hour. I don't know. That's an example. And you work 40 hours. So they say, okay, I will get $800 per week. Mm. And then when they receive the money, that's not what they receive. Yeah. And they get very angry. They say, oh, what? They are stealing my money. Yeah, they're stealing yeah. like Kind of literally. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it's a, a very interesting process because we need to explain to them why we use that, you know, mm. why a country like New Zealand or many other countries in the world have tax and wow. there are million other, <laughs> other countries that they don't have that, you know, especially mm. poor countries. So this type of new concepts for them are very important to understand. And the other agencies are very good explaining that. So, but yeah. we educate or help the ed agencies to understand, look, this person has no idea about that concept or about that idea that you think that is very normal. So that, that's, that's a good part of my work is working together but educating each other and supporting each other to support the clients. So yeah. you consult other organizations for like more technical issues. With yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. I've never really thought about the tax thing before. Like, yeah, it's just never crossed my mind that they wouldn't even 
have any idea of it. And then it must be so insane to be like, the government just takes my money. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but you remember that these people came from countries where they don't trust the yes. government. They, the don't, government. Trust they yeah. don't trust the police. Corruption. That's a very difficult thing for them. So things that for us are normal, we, we trust the police here. We believe that people in general is good when they are wearing a uniform or something. But not for them. Yeah, it's almost the opposite. People it's, with uniforms are, are the they, bad ones. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's the type of thing that yeah, I have for them. Yeah, there's also bribing. Yeah. yeah. So um, one thing that I have to say is that this role, the community navigator, is a role that is supporting people, migrants and refugees. So I not only work with my, with refugees. I work with, yeah. with migrants too. Mm. And anyone can come to Victory Community Center to my office and book an appointment or call me or send me a message and I will set um, an appointment or a meeting to to see what the needs that they have. The role is about supporting people with issues related with financial things, with working income, IRD, or education, mm. or uh, sometimes with health, but we have a refugee a, health, a refugee a social worker yeah. and Freya is her name and so we have um, the, the way that we support people is in, in, in many things you know and housing which is that's one of the big problems for us for them is find a house and uh, we help them with that and fill in ten, uh, the, the form the application yeah. so if people need help, they can come to my office and we will try to do our best to support yeah. them. How do and you like, oh, sorry, but like I was just wondering like how do they get in contact with you or like how do you like supply yourself to the community, if that makes sense? Like yeah. Yeah. promote so, yourself? I, yeah. yeah, so um, in general, um, we contact the communities. We have very good contact with the leaders of some communities or or some of the many communities are really very well organized so they know that we are offering this service in Victory Community Center. Um, yes, you can contact me and uh, send me an email or we we have different ways to, um, to contact me. And this is because of the refugees because some of them use uh, WhatsApp and other ones, Viber, other Limes, or Messengers. So mm. we have account for all the things because that's the way that they send me the message. Yeah, you know? like to adapt to them. Yeah. I think another thing, um, rather than just doing your one-on-one work with each client, you also have your um, workshops where you work with multiple different people. Oh, yeah. Yes, so because the role is not only a support, it's not only about support people to solve problems. It's also to, the, my, my main idea is to empower people. Now, the empowerment is the key. So education is key for anyone. And so that's what we do. We offer workshops or we, we also call information night. Um, anything that helps them to, get a better way to adapt to 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 the to the to, to New Zealand. 
And yes, so we do very nice workshops about parenting, about health, um, education. Um, one of the last one was about insurance because people never in their life have an insurance, so yeah, they don't know what to do. One. And that that was a very successful one. So it's it's every time that we see that there is a problem, uh, we create the workshop. We are not doing things because we want to do things. We are doing what they need. Yeah. So if they if we if we, if we see a pattern, no, we have a lot of problems in the, related to this issue. I don't know parenting, so we will do a workshop for that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you've got the whole community navigator thing at Victory, and that's the only currently in New Zealand. Victory is the only one doing something like this. Um, there, I mean, there are many agencies that are supporting refugees and migrants around New Zealand. But uh, as a community navigator for refugees and migrants, uh, we are probably one of, I think there are two like this. And that's why uh, we think that we are kind of a pilot project, you know. We would yeah. like to to take this project to the whole country and to all the areas that we have refugees because it's, it's a very important role and I don't know, I think it's I think it's, it's something necessary. that should be nationwide. Yeah. It's the way you work with them, it's so close and so welcoming. I think yeah. it's something that, yeah, should be everywhere and like available to anyone that needs it. Yeah, yeah. that would be very good. Yeah. I hope that one day we can do that. Yeah, yeah. that would be the ideal thing. The dream. I have my phone number here, <laughs> so if you want, yeah. Yeah. you can contact me um, the 027-546-0016. So this is the contact number that you can check or, I don't know, What's search up? for any of the other things. WhatsApp, <laughs> Lime, Viber, um, Messenger. just messengers, yeah. like just your normal messages. Yeah, we'll yeah. repeat that number at the end. Yeah. And it's not if you, for you, can be for any fan, friends or family. People you know that you are know. soon going to come and might just need the support. Even mm. if it's a little bit of support, it's still it helps. there. Yeah. Yeah, and even for, for people, I mean, for students like you, many of them came because they need to do the study link uh, application forms. That's something that we do yes. kind of often, mm. so... They can come and we help them. Because remember that many of these people, they never got documents. So they don't have a birth certificate or a marriage certificate, anything. Mm -hmm. So we have to create that uh, things with a statutory declaration. Or we have to write letters to explain that they don't have those documents and explain to the agencies Look, it's impossible. They are refugees. They don't have even a passport. They don't. Yeah. So that type of work is the one that we do because we know what is the reality of the refugees. Yeah, it's like nothing is too small and nothing is too big. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I reckon that's everything for today. Ah, just one small question. What yeah. are your long-term visions? What are your hopes for the future? I mean, one of them would be creating like something like this for yeah New Zealand yeah I think that that, that would be one of the main things for me is yeah. to 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 take this this role in, uh, to the rest of the country you know uh, this is a pilot project um, 
and I think it's working very well. There are many things that we have to improve, many many mistakes that we we've done as an any any person that is doing something like this. But uh, I think it's it's amazing to work. Yeah, you're and achieving with, incredible things. Yeah, and I have to say something before we finish. So I couldn't, I cannot do this job if I don't have the support of the interpreters the support of the cross-cultural uh, people, which are people from the same ethnicities that they yes. speak the language, that they can explain to me, Norma, don't say this to them, don't wear this clothes because this is not okay for them. You have to be behave in this way. So this this kind of support, like a cultural, I don't know, awareness um, in a background, yes, it's very important for me, and I couldn't do anything um, in this role if I don't have the support of all these people and all the people from Co Victory Community Center that um, multicultural and l English language partner because they are really my team I don't have a team <laughs> but they are my big team yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think it's interesting that you said like there are so many different etiquettes for different cultures and like expectations yeah. and you have to like respect them yeah and be careful to not yeah, offend anyone it's by happy. accident because as soon as you do that, you in a sense lose the respect of those communities. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And it'd be a lot harder to get across to them. Mm. So, like having those connections and contacts, you're right. They're insanely mm. important because without them, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> great. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so I reckon that's everything for today. We'll repeat Norma's phone number. Just for anybody who needs their extra support or wants to get in touch with her for, like, little questions. Um, Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate your input. It was absolutely incredible and <laughs> such an opening. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So the phone number is 27 546 And thank you to you. And I'm very impressed of all the work that you are doing. You are very young, so you are, you are the hope of... The universe, you know, we know that people like you will change the world. We hope yeah. to spread your work and we use you as inspirations. Very oh. much, oh, you are the inspiration. You. And <laughs> for any, I guess, youth who want to get involved with Mint, um, check out our Instagram page, which is multi Multicultural Youth at. And then we have meetings every second Thursday, and you can you can contact. Our Instagram. Yeah. Just for further details. Yeah. We would absolutely love to have to, more members. Yeah. To meet you guys and for you guys to help us with anything. We've got lots of things to do and lots of opportunities for anyone. Yeah. Gorgeous. So that's that. Thank, Thank you, you so much. That's mint. <laughs> the podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show. First broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.